baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good evening, folks. It's time for your Monday evening edition of It's News to Us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories. And today's top story actually was not one we expected. And that, of course, happens in news a lot. But uh, there was a guilty plea in a prominent case that I'm sure uh, pretty much anyone who listens to this podcast knows about. Uh, This is the Lucia Bremer killing. She was the 13-year-old that was shot way back in March of 2021 in Henrico's West End. Um, near Mills Godwin. Um, this occurred actually near right as a uh, football game was getting ready to get underway because that was the uh, the COVID spring and they were playing football in the in the uh, in the spring season that year. Um, but the trial was actually supposed to start next week. Instead, we got a guilty plea. It happened today. Uh, Dylan Williams. He's the teen whom up until now we have not named, um, but now that he's pled guilty and is sixteen, we'll we'll name him. Um, Pled guilty to murder, attempted murder, because there was a second girl with Lucia Bremer at the time she was shot and killed, and um, use of a firearm. He faces a maximum of 60 years when sentenced in April. Um, The Bremer family has talked with the Commonwealth's attorney. They are supportive of the decision to go with the plea deal. As we've reported multiple times before, there were a lot of circumstances uh, in the background of this case. Uh, Dylan Williams had an incredibly traumatic upbringing. His father was murdered when he was really young. His mother died in front of him um, also when he was young. Um, he had unspecified mental health issues. And, and basically, this kid had a lot of trauma in his life and a lot of mental health issues in his life. We don't know why he targeted Lucia Bremer, but he's going to be going to prison probably for a long time. And and part of the reason that uh, the Commonwealth attorney Shannon Taylor had wanted him tried as an adult was that he can get services for a longer period of time as an adult as compared to being tried as a child where he would be, uh, you know, released from the system at age 21. So again, surprising uh, guilty plea today, mostly because we were expecting this trial to, 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 to go to trial next week. We hadn't had a guilty plea up until this point. It's kind of surprising. It comes right before, uh, trial is to start. Um, you covered a couple of big uh, stories today. One, this is a story that sort of happened over the weekend. Chesterfield police were worried that they were dealing with an, a, a, I think like an assault and abduction case basically over by the Chesterfield town center. What happened with that and how did that then end up getting resolved? Yes. Yeah, so on Saturday, basically Chesterfield police got a call from somebody who had been out at the Chesterfield town center. Um, and had witnessed two males jumping out of a car, uh, you know, getting into an altercation with a third male who they then forced into a gray SUV and drove off. Um, and so they, the person who saw this thought they had seen, fairly thought they had seen an abduction um, and reported it to Chesterfield police, who then uh, eventually later on Saturday put out a release to the media uh, just, you know, 
basically asking the community for any sort of information about this. Um, and as it turns out, uh, there was no abduction. It was uh, two juvenile teenage boys basically uh, playing a prank on their friends, uh, another teenager, uh, another teenage boy. Um, and, you know, all of them were safe at home with their families, the, the juveniles and their families called Chesterfield police to clarify uh, that there had been no abduction. Uh, but, you know, there was a chance that they could still get tried is the thing. Uh, still get charged rather, excuse me, because um, there are laws against misleading witnesses and misleading um, police, but basically because the it, it was decided that because there's no evidence that they were doing this to freak out people in the parking lot or to cause any sort of, they weren't doing this to be seen or to cause any sort of concern. They were just playing a prank on their friends. Uh, they will not be charged, which yeah. I'm sure they're thankful for. Right. And, and, and no false report or anything really. It was just a, a really stupid prank in a yeah. public area. Um and, uh, you know, what's interesting is we've seen a couple of things similar to this, actually, oddly enough, in Chesterfield, I've, if I remember correctly, uh, recently, you think people would learn after a while. But, uh, yeah, this, you know, teens being teens and, uh, you know, things uh, things get out of hand awfully quickly. But it's good. It's good that they're not facing charges. It's good that police were able to resolve this in, in, in fairly quick order. Um, yes. And, uh, you know, that that was dealt with. Um, other story you handled, and this story um, I saw pop up in part because my Dominion bill came back last week. Um, but not only that, let me tell you something. My neighborhood Facebook page, I thought my my bill was bad. My bill was not all that bad. My neighborhood, my neighbors saw some really really large uh, jumps in in their power bill. Um, so we gave Dominion a call. Um, what did Dominion have to say in regards to why bills were so much higher in uh, in in uh, December and January? Yeah. So um, essentially, the situation was that uh, the cost of the fuel uh, for the energy uh, went up back in July, um, and according to Dominion, that is something that uh, it's. Uh, I forget the term they use, but essentially they they sell the energy itself to uh, the households at cost. They don't make a profit on that. Um, but so when that cost went up, obviously they're going to charge more for it. Um, but when the weather has been pretty temperate until December, um, you don't, you know, it's harder to notice when the bills are still relatively low. Um, but then in December and especially that last week of December, right around Christmas time, when we had that cold snap where, you know, the weather got as low as seven or eight degrees overnight, um, you know, people's, uh, heat, people's HVAC was working a lot harder, uh, to try and compensate. And, you know, that, that is already going to rack up a higher bill regardless, but when combined with, um, these, uh, higher energy prices from the summer racked up to some unexpectedly large, yeah, energy bills. 
Yeah. I, you know, I, I knew my bill was going to go up in part because, hey, it was a little bit colder and uh, and I had Christmas lights out in the lawn that we kept on at, you know, multiple hours. But I wasn't expecting the jump that that I saw. Obviously, you know, you don't realize it when the temperature is 60 all the time, but when the temperature gets down to seven or eight, it's it's noticeable. Mm-hmm. And that's what, uh, especially for when weather gets low, uh, Dominion actually recommends turning your heat inside the house down a little bit and uh, just bundling up a little more in the house, even beyond a money saving technique. But just, you know, the older your HVAC system is, trying to get your house up to, say, 70 degrees from 8 degrees is going to put a pretty major strain. And so, you know, some older systems might just sort of uh, get knocked out entirely by that sort of thing. Yeah, understood. And of course, uh, I'm sure Dominion Dominion also mentioned that, uh, hey, we do have budget plans. You could do that. You don't have to worry about, you know, paying different amounts uh, depending on the season. Um, you know, they'll, they'll average it out for you. Yes. They, they have some options and they, you know, have a whole bunch of sort of resources for trying to, you know, techniques to save money and this and that, uh, at dominionenergy.com slash help. They've got a whole bunch. So. Gotcha. And one final story we covered for you, a bunch of gun bills in front of the general assembly today first step in a very, very long process that's probably going to end with defeat somewhere in the House of Delegates. Uh, but uh, the House, uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee, I should say, uh, approved an assault weapons ban, also additional pun, uh, you know, requirements that you lock up your gun and ammo if you have kids in the House. That's almost like a direct response to what happened down in Newport News, although this bill was in before that happened. But it, it, it has a, an even greater tie because of what happened uh, down in Newport News with that six-year-old. Um, these will go to another committee, eventually the Senate floor, but they're almost surely going to die in the House of Delegates. One bill that was not brought up today, actually a couple of bills that were not brought up today, were Senator Amanda Chase's bills. And that's because uh, Senator Chase, who prominently has been anti-COVID vaccine and anti-COVID vaccine mandates, has come down with covid um, I texted with her to see how she was doing. She said she uh, felt uh, felt a little uh, ill last night, tested, and will be watching session from home and uh, doing stuff along that line while she remains positive and then will return to session when she's negative and handle her bills then. Although I will say that um, she probably needs to get, come back relatively quickly because we're nearing the point where uh, the Senate can no longer uh, – handle Senate bills. So she's got limited, limited time. I don't have the exact date on that, but limited time. And, and, you know, you can test positive as we we've learned uh, in our own lives for a good period of time before getting negative and being allowed to return uh, to work. So anyway, so this has been the Monday evening edition uh, of its news to us. Uh, Again, a lot of stories. We'll keep an eye on the general assembly tomorrow. Um, and uh, anything else that breaks, of course, will be on top of it. So again, Ford reporter David Lefkowitz, I'm News Director Matt Demline, and we'll talk tomorrow.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.